Hello and welcome to episode 12 of 18 year olds guide to true crime. My name is Huka and I'm your host. For today's episode we'll be talking about the case of Christy Giles and Hilda Marcella Cabrales Osola. Before the episode officially begins I want to apologise for a few things. One for case change. I couldn't find enough information about the Ford family murder that would make up a full episode. Two, any mispronunciations and for rain if you hear it. I've been ill and only have just been feeling well enough to record and you might notice the change in my voice. That's why. Today's case is about Christy Giles, a 24-year-old Instagram model and her 26-year-old friend Hilda Marcella Cabrillo's Azola, who after a night of partying, they were murdered in cold blood. First, let's talk about Christy Giles. She was born 5th of November 1997 to Leslie Wayne Giles and Dusty Leslie Giles in Mount Olive, Alabama in the United States. She also had two sisters called Brittany Elise Giles and Misty Giles Weldon. Christy was the youngest of the three girls. As her birthday was on the 5th of November, Christy was a Scorpio. The first one we have spoken about in this podcast. Women who fall under this astrological sign are passionate, assertive, diligent, determined and decisive. She had a happy childhood, earning good grades in high school and attending Gardendale High School, eventually becoming a social media influencer and model, getting engaged to her boyfriend, Sean Sillers, in 2019. Moving on to the other woman we are talking about in this case, Hilda Marcellus Cabrillos Azola was born in Mexico and went to Universidad de Monterrey, the University of Monterrey in San Pedro Garza Garcia, later working as an architect designer. I want to apologise before we continue because I couldn't find much else about Hilda. On November 12th, the two of them decided to go out and have fun, starting at Soho House in West Hollywood, which is a member-only club. The two of them spent their time there dancing before hanging out with friends at a warehouse party. A video was taken while the girls were at this party, showing them to be having fun, but little did they know this would all change. Hilda caught the eye of a male partygoer who was also attending the party. This man invited Hilda to an after-party. The man later being identified as David Pierce. Rumour has it this man was bad news. However, this has neither been confirmed nor denied. The night was normal, but at 5pm, Christy Jowers, who was unresponsive, had been dumped on the pavement outside a Culver City hospital. She'll be checked over and pronounced dead. A spokesperson for the LA County Medical Examiner Coroner said they are still waiting for results explaining how Christy died. The police being quiet about her death as well. Jan, who was obviously upset upon hearing of the death of his wife, decided to do some investigating of his own. Talking to ABC7 Los Angeles, he believes he knows what happened to his wife in the moments leading up to when she was left outside the hospital. Going on to say there was CCTV of three men driving a black Toyota Prius pull up to the hospital and dump Christie's body before driving away. 
The men were not identified as their faces were covered by bandanas and the car's number plates were removed. Hours later, the same men dropped off Christie's friend Hilda in front of a different hospital in LA. It was thought that Hilda was also dead, but the doctors managed to bring her back, Hilda now being in critical condition and fighting for her life. Her chance of surviving being zero to none, due to her brain having no oxygen going to it for a large period of time. Upon further testing, it was discovered that Hilda had heroin in her system. People that knew her and were close to her disputed this, saying this was not something she would do. Jan had an ABC7 while he believes his wife died of an accidental overdose, he suspects it was foul play. My theory is much like Jan, the two women were drugged by the men that dropped them off. However, the men gave them too much, resulting in their deaths. Jan also believed that the motivation behind their deaths had sexual surroundings. According to a friend who was with both Christy and Hilda, said that she left to go home, but the other two women had met three men and decided to continue the party at one of the men's apartments in LA. During his investigation, Christy's husband Jan tracked her phone to 8641 West Olympic Boulevard, which is an apartment complex in LA, this being his wife's last location before she died. The last piece of communication found from Christy was a message at 5.58am saying let's get out of here with a wide eye emoji at the end. Hilda responded with a yes and said she had called an Uber. What if the three men were making Hilda and Christy uncomfortable and that's why they wanted to leave? But the men didn't like that so they overdosed them on drugs. The Uber that Hilda had called arrived but after waiting for a while for Hilda and probably Christy as well it decided to leave. After Hilda's toxicology reports was released, it was found that along with her heroin, she also had cocaine and amphetamine in her system. It was found that in messages between the women, they were apparently doing drugs at the warehouse party they attended that night. Christie's mum, Dusty, said that her daughter was open about the fact that she had tried drugs in the past, but she insisted that heroin would be a drug she would never touch. The reason being, Christy had a close cousin who was an addict and was also in and out of rehab. Christy also had an ex who got addicted to drugs and overdosed a day after he was released from rehab. Earlier, I mentioned a David Pierce. Well, the apartment the women were at reportedly belonged to him. You might also remember me saying he has a bad rep. Rumour has it that David Pierce was a serial raper and would rape women if they said no. But like I said, they are all rumours. However, if this is true, could it be possible that he wanted to have sex with one or both of the women, but they said no, so he drugged them, resulting in their deaths. According to Christie's husband and the Daily Mail, David was not only seen with Christie and her friend, but he was also at the warehouse party as well. From morning after Christie's night out, her husband tried contacting her, but she wasn't responding, and after checking her location and not recognising it, he released the address to social media, hoping someone would see his post and recognise the address. And people did. Jan got multiple messages from people telling him the apartment belonged to David Pierce. He also apparently owned the same type of car that was seen in the CCTV footage. Two former girlfriends of Pierce even messaged Jan, warning him of the potential danger his wife was in. 
John tried to contact his wife multiple times on November 13th, but to no avail, till 5pm, when he noticed that Christy's location had changed. Obviously panicked, he began to ring the hospital that her phone said she was at. But the hospital declined to give him answers, panicking the man even more. Thinking of the next best thing, Young called Christy's parents back in Alabama where she was from. Dusty, Christy's mum, called the hospital as was given for news. Her daughter is dead, shocking everyone to their core. Hoping to get answers, Christy's family and friends set up a GoFundMe page for people to send in money so they could put it towards the investigation and a funeral for their daughter. At the time, the Sun newspaper reported that two men who claimed they were Christy and Hilda had spoken to investigators. It was reported that these two men were the same men who dropped the women off at their respective hospitals. The police also went to the apartment and spoke to Pierce about the two women, and the story goes, the two women accidentally overdosed, but like I said earlier, I do not believe this for a second. At this time, knowing the case, the police refused to release any information. While the police were at the apartment, they spoke to two of David's neighbours. The sub reported that a unidentified source said, quote, I heard someone moaning in pain for five, six or seven hours all Saturday from David's apartment, end quote. However, the person was confused since they were used to hearing loud noises coming from David's apartment. The mystery person also said they didn't confront David because they, quote, didn't want to get on his bad side, end quote. Dusty, Christie's mother, believes her daughter was drugged and involved in a sexually motivated attack leading up to her death. Christie's father said his daughter would have fought like hell if she was capable and in control of her body. And by his understanding, due to talking to the doctors and nurses on duty, there were no defensive wounds on his daughter's body. At this time of the case, Christie's family were waiting on a rape kit but I could not find her results, but I believe she was assaulted, and I agree with Chrissy's mum, believing this was a sexually motivated crime. Dusty released a statement to Facebook, which I will read now. They keep saying, family alleged, no, the police also know, but they are not sure, for sorry, DA office will fight for our daughter and Hilda in court. The men are claiming they did things willingly. Christy texted Hilda at 5.30, let's get out of here. Hilda said yes, getting an Uber. Uber was called, last thing either woman did. Uber arrived five minutes later, waited five minutes. Neither girl came out ever, came out or responded to the Uber arrival notification or anything else ever. My daughter had read receipt on her text messages and after 5.48am, no text was ever opened. She did not respond. Not until 5 to 6 p.m. was my daughter's lifeless body was dumped on the sidewalk in front of the hospital. They removed the tag on the car, had their faces covered with bandanas and masks, waited another two hours and did the same thing to Hilda, but at another hospital in the same condition. But they were able to revive her heart, but her brain had already suffered too much oxygen deprivation and is brain dead. My daughter would have fought like hell, Anyway, they kept her for 10 hours to subdue her. I want to apologise if that didn't really make sense, but that was for post. Earlier, I mentioned Hilda was on life support, but she would not make it. Three men were arrested in connection with this case. 
the first being 47-year-old Michael Anbeck. You might recognise his name due to him being an ex-cameraman on the show Thunderpump Rules. The second was 42-year-old Brant Osborne, who was an ex on the show NCIS LA. Speaking of Brant, he was actually arrested while being on the NCIS set. It is believed that these two men were in the car that dropped young women at the hospitals, the pair of them being charged with accessory to manslaughter. Their bail being $100,000 each. Annoyingly, both men were released on bail. The third man to be arrested was the one and only 37-year-old David Pierce, who actually shared that apartment with Brant Osborne. Of course, the men had their own accounts of what happened. Like the final man he is, Brant bragged about the weekend, describing it as, quote, the craziest weekend of my life, end quote, bragging about the events while on set and talking to David Moretta Jr. According to David, Brant had said the men parted with the women, eventually bringing them back to the apartment, where they, as in Christian Hilda, took a bunch of drugs. Osborne apparently left, and when he came back, he was told by his roommate, David Pierce, Giles was now dead. The man apparently checked her pulse and decided not to potentially save her life and called 911, and then the men decided to just dump the bodies. There is even a video of the Daily Mail following Brian Osborne asking him about the events, only for the man to refer to the events as slander. Good news! The DA for Los Angeles has said that David Pierce is being charged with sexual assault for an event that happened all the way back in 2010, as well as one that happened in February of 2019 and two incidents that happened in 2020 along with manslaughter for three events in this case. And that is where I'm going to end episode 12 of 18 Year Old's Guide to True Crime. If you wanted to suggest a case, send a voice message, which you can do via the Anchor website, where I host this podcast, or send an email to 18 Year Old's Guide to True Crime at gmail.com.